Hey, thanks for joining me for this week's devotional. Uh, Good to be here on a Wednesday morning. Uh, This week, we are going to be looking back at the book of Jude. This will be our second episode dealing with Jude, and we're going to start over in verse 5. And so verse 5 of the New Living Translation is where we're going to start, and we're going to actually go through two different paragraphs today. Uh, We're going to go all the way through the end of verse 10. And so I'm just going to read verses 5 through 7 first, and we'll talk about that, okay? So I want to remind you, though you already know these things, that Jesus first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt, but later he destroyed those who did not remain faithful. And I remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of the authority God gave them, but left the place where they belonged. God has kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. And don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, um, which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. These cities were destroyed by fire and serve as a warning of eternal fire of God's judgment. So we see in these verses, um, we actually see three examples of of groups or people who have rebelled against God and then God has held them accountable. God's judged them. In, uh, in verse 5, uh, God's people were um, imprisoned, enslaved in Egypt. Uh, they were oppressed. They cried out for help and God heard their cry and they, um, they were able to be delivered from Egypt uh, by the power of the Lord. And then in verse 6, we're, sh- we're shown that uh, angels rebelled and we're told that uh, they overstepped their authority. And so God has kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness. In other words, God has punished them for what they have done. Then we're given the example of Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, uh, the cities of the plain there from Genesis. Um, we know the story of Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah and how... They were guilty of sexual perversion, and those cities were destroyed by fire. And so there's a warning of God's judgment. In other words, God holds uh, people and angelic beings accountable for any time they have uh, gotten outside of the will of God. Uh, anytime they're disobedient, anytime they, uh, they're moving against God's people, uh, there's a punishment, and God will step in and uh, and take care of things in those situations. So that serves as an illustration for the way that Jude is going to talk about a specific instance uh, that he's referring to uh, in the church there. And so that's where we pick up again in verse 8. In the same way, these people in the church there or in the town Uh, These people who claim authority from their dreams, they live immoral lives, defy authority, and scoff at supernatural beings. So they're stepping outside of uh, authority structure. They're getting outside of the the authority that God has set up, and they're not being obedient to his commands. So that's what's going on, verse 8. Verse 9, but even Michael, one of the mightiest of the angels did not dare accuse the devil of blasphemy, but simply said, the Lord rebuke you. 
This took place when Michael was arguing with the devil about Moses' body. So that's referring to uh, some, some other passages of Scripture. And it's making the point that um, Michael himself didn't try and rebuke these spirits. This, he didn't try to rebuke Satan. Instead, he relied on the Lord to do that. And um, there's probably a couple reasons of, of that, um, not overstepping his authority, but then also trusting uh, the Lord to take care of things on his own. And so then verse 10, back to these people, um, these people scoff at things they do not understand. Like unthinking animals, they do whatever their instincts tell them. So they bring about, so they bring about their own destruction. What sorrow awaits them? For they follow in the footsteps of Cain who killed his brother. Like Balaam, they deceive people for money. And like Korah, they perish in their rebellion. These are all three instances in the Old Testament where people were disobedient to the word of the Lord. Um, and so they were held accountable. So the whole point here is that these people who have, as we read and then looked at last week, who have uh, said that um, it's okay to put aside the gospel that they were taught beforehand and move on to another teaching um, excuse me. So they've, they've said they can do that and they can basically do whatever they want to do. Uh, that's why scripture points out here, they do whatever their instincts tell them in verse 10. And so they bring about their own destruction. When people try and teach us to move past, you know, these ancient teachings of, of the Lord or, uh, you know, maybe uh, say that this doesn't really apply to the time that we live in. Uh, this It's a great story, but it doesn't really fit with the culture we live in nowadays. Well, we can refer back to this and say, what sorrow awaits them is what verse 11 tells us. Because um, God has proven throughout history, time and time again, that uh, not only people, people will be held accountable for stepping outside of God's authority and disobeying his commands, but so will angels, um, that there is an authority structure, uh, and that we can trust the Lord to come through and defend us in those circumstances. So it may look like, uh, people are getting away with things here. It may look like, um, God hasn't judged them yet because maybe from our perspective, God hasn't judged them yet. Uh, but we all know, according to the word of the Lord, according to this letter, that, uh, that God will hold everyone accountable for, for being disobedient to his teachings. Uh, anything that, that Jesus has commanded us, um, you know, putting the Lord first and then uh, loving others before anything else in our life, uh, if we're disobedient to that sort of teaching, and that's a pretty broad teaching there, a pretty high bar, if we're disobedient to that, we're going to be punished. Um and so that's why we're so thankful for the grace of Jesus Christ and uh, what he's done in our lives and how he can re, um, really regenerate us and make us live a new life. So I hope that that's helpful for you. I hope this will help you to remember uh, that when people are, are trying to teach you that, you know, you don't really need to follow these old teachings or whatever, that you can kind of hold, hold on to it and say, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to God's word 
because all through history, he has proven again and again that he will hold people accountable. So I hope that that's helpful for you. I hope that gives you a little comfort in why it's important for you to stand firm in the faith. Uh, and I hope that that'll help you in your, in your walk this week. You'll have a wonderful week. I'd love to talk to you, hear from you on a Sunday. Be great to see you then.